from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa, from coast to coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we are talking about those things you wish you would have known when you got married. Mm, you know, you get all the lingerie and the Cuisinarts and, you know. I like the lingerie. The don't sweat the small stuff, but I don't Man, know. Man, isn't it the small stuff that it's, typically it's drives? It's the small stuff that, you know, we don't talk about. That's what we're going to talk about today. You know, those small and not so small things that we wish we had known almost 18 years ago when you and I got married. Mm-hmm. Love this quote from Lauren Conrad. She's a fashion designer and author, and she says, Listen to advice from people who have been there and done that. It is so hard to believe that when you're young, but parents, mentors, teachers, they can all be so valuable when it comes to advice. And that's really what we're going to dig into today. Some of you that have been married, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, I know these same points are still going to resonate with you as it does with all of the new listeners that we have to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. And especially those of you who are newly engaged, newly married, we know just from a lot of the emails and comments we've received on Facebook and emails to uh, One Extraordinary Marriage that you're looking for information. You're looking for these little tidbits. And uh, the great quote here from, or great review, actually from iTunes, from Kay in Chi-Town. The DiLorenzos have helped us take our marriage from good to fantastic. We have been married for 26 years. Oh, wow. Lost a baby, had Mm. two miscarriages, Mm. been through unemployment twice, went Mm. through hell, and nearly divorced. Sounds a lot like our story. We received coaching and counseling that helped us turn our marriage around. Now, years later, we come across your podcast and learn so much more. Awesome. Thank you for teaching us to treasure God's gift of each other. Marriage is truly God's earthly mirror of Christ and the church, and you've put that relationship into tangible actions and attitudes for everyday life together. Thank you. Thank you, Kay, for putting that up there and for wow. being one of our listeners out there in Chi-Town. Um, we're excited because that's one of the cities that we're coming to this summer. And I don't know, those of you in the Midwest, where you're going to be on July 16th. But if you're anywhere near Three Wise Men in Indianapolis, we want to see you. If July 18th works better for you, those of you in the St. Louis area, we are going to be um, in Eureka, Missouri, they're at Eden Community Church. And those of you that are in the Columbus area, we're looking to put something together on the 13th or the 14th. So if you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you want to be part of putting on a meetup for One Extraordinary Marriage, would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com and just say, yeah, I want to help. And uh, we'll start putting that together because we do want to do something in my hometown of yep. Columbus, Ohio. Um, But we can't wait to be there all over the Midwest in July. Right. And I just want to say one thing. Thank you, Kay, so much. And to all of you who do come out and post something on iTunes, it 
it truly means a lot to us. And um, gosh, just to hear your story and where you're at after 26 years, it really means a ton to hear that what you get here on the show is helping you to continue to grow in your marriage after 26 years. That in itself is just a testament to God's grace and his glory through all you've gone through and that you continue to grow. You haven't, you haven't stopped just because it's a number that you have behind how many years we've been married. You know, you've gone and said, no, we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to learn. We're going to, we're going to grow together and we're going to have an extraordinary marriage. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And that's, you know, we received this email. It all ties together. That timing of that iTunes review coupled with the topic today. Mm-hmm. Those two things all work together because we received this email a couple of weeks ago now and it said, I'm newly engaged and just discovered your podcast on iTunes. I really love your show and I'm interested in advice for newlyweds. I found your wedding interview with Andrew. Is it Helmick? Helmich? Mm-hmm. Um, that was, gosh, you did that interview a couple years ago? Yep, photographer, wedding photographer in uh, Australia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, this email goes on to say, do you have any blog posts or other podcast if- episodes about advice for newlyweds? If not, could you do one in the future? Well, the future is now. Yes. And we love the idea for this because we haven't really talked about those things we wish we would have known. I mean, it's come up over the last, you know, 200 plus episodes. There's a lot of things we wish we would have known. But when we received this email to sit down and say, what are those things Mm -hmm. that maybe, you know, kind of like Lauren Conrad said in your quote, you know, when you're young, you don't think you need the advice. But what are those things that if we were sitting down with a couple that was getting married, what would we share with them? Right. What would we tell them as far as here's what's coming? And, So we did. We sat down at our dining room table with pen and paper and just started the conversation between the two of us going, well, it's been almost 18 years for us. What are those things? And so we're just going to kind of go, the show's going to take a little different format today um, because we're really not kind of doing the problem and solution, but we're going to talk through each one of these points. and, And I'm guessing that whether you're dating engaged or you've been married for 40 years you're going to be able to resonate with these points and be able to bring the information into your marriage this week yeah and i I would just say for those of you who've been married for any length of time it may it may be wise to go back and look at these and and talk about these with your spouse together Mm -hmm. because it's about just going hey what what did we want out of our marriage and never talked about and there's no better time than now to talk about it. Right. You know, it, there's no better time. Let's let's just chat about it. Mm-hmm. And and the first one is the wedding is just the beginning. You know, it really is. Unfortunately, we see more attention spent on one day, the wedding day, than we do on the marriage. And it's sad. It is sad and it's frightening how much time and effort between getting the right plates and the right food on the tables to the people you're inviting to getting into that dress or to that suit. Well, I I just, I have to share, we were in Manhattan beach a couple weeks ago for spring break Mm -hmm. and we're walking on the strand and there is this bride to be 
jogging past us. And I knew she was a bride to be because her t-shirt that she was working out in said working out for the wedding. Yep. Not working out for my marriage. Or for the marriage. Or for the marriage. Yeah. But working out for the wedding. And so the wedding is one day. And this is something we wish we would have known and somebody would have told us long ago. The wedding is one day. The wedding night is one night. You may not have the greatest sex that night. Guess what? Join the club. You know, there's a lot more to come, right? 18 years later, 20 years later, five years later, you may start hitting your stride. That's when it really starts coming together. You're working together. You're understanding each other more. You're living in the same place and understanding each other's little quirks and living with them. Mm-hmm. But it's not just the wedding day. Marriage is not always the, made, the way they make it seem in movies or on a 30-minute sitcom. We are inundated with media representations of what marriage and relationships look like. Whether it's the latest romance novel, the Hollywood blockbuster, or you know your favorite television show. That's not the real ins and outs of marriage guys marriage is messy Mm -hmm. and marriage is hard and and marriage doesn't wrap up neatly in 30 minute 90 minute 120 minute chunks of time it doesn't come with a little bow at the end it doesn't come with all of your problems fixed up at the end of the day it doesn't And, and when we go into it with the Disney version of, you know, the knight in shining armor swooping us up and putting us on the white horse and carrying us off and, and happily ever after on the back of the car or, you know, tattooed on our arm or wherever it is. Happily ever after comes with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had rosy images of what marriage was going to be like. I'd read all the romance novels. I'd re- you know, seen all the chick flicks. I had stars in my eyes. I-, I married my knight in shining armor, but there were definitely days when the shining armor was a little tarnished. A- and the white horse that was carrying me off, sometimes that horse blew a tire. Mm-hmm. Or two. I've had two blown tires in my life. <laughs> sometimes that horse just didn't work i'm still married to my knight but 18 years later i will tell you it's not a 30 minute sitcom it's not because here's the thing there are days when tony i'm gonna use you because i get to be the one talking right now um when tony is not the nicest person. There are days when I'm not the nicest person. There are days when the crap hits the fan in our life where, you know, we've had time over the last 18 years where we haven't had the money to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. There have been times when we haven't had jobs. There have been times there, you know, one time in particular, we lost a child. We sat in a hospital room trying to figure out what was going to come next. Okay, that's not a pretty little picture. You know, he doesn't have the best breath in the morning and neither do I. My hair after sleeping on it all night, 
I mean, there have been times when my kids are like, mom, please put on a baseball hat before you take me to school. Hey, you're stepping on my next one. Okay, well, go ahead. All right. You will see your spouse in all their glory from beautiful to bedhead. And that's, that's the truth. I mean, you are from, from farting to burping to, you know, like Elisa said, you know, bedhead to bad breath to everything. You're going to see it. What are you laughing about? I'm laughing because so we're recording this um, right after Easter. And so Easter, we're driving up to Tony's family's house. And all of a sudden, I smell a fart in the car. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, who did that? And so the preteen pipes up from the back seat. Well, mom, you smelt it. You dealt it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that. That's going to happen. So it's going to be, you're going to see your spouse in all their glory from beautiful to bedhead, from, you know, from healthy to sick. You know, what did your vow say? What did you, what did you, you know, say I do to? Because we have been there, you know, and you have most likely been there too. If you're married, for those of you who are engaged or looking, you know, in a, in a long-term relationship, looking to get engaged, these are things you're going to have to deal with. Like a spouse who is so deathly sick that they cannot move. There are sweats. There are smells coming off them. They're throwing up. I mean, that's something I wish I would have known and somebody would have told me because it's not pretty. You know, it's not that beautiful gal who walks out and steps out with all the makeup on and the hair done up and looking just hot as ever to go out on a date night. You know, it's that's awesome. That's where you're like, woo, yeah. It's the other side of that, though, where you're going, man, I wish somebody would have told me that so I didn't put so much into that. You know, that I didn't just look at her or him, you know, when they're getting out of bed and judging them. Because that's something I had to learn. You know, I don't judge Elisa anymore by, uh, you know, what she looks like or what happens anymore. You know, and that's something you got to work on. You know, personally, you got to work on that. Judging your spouse. You know, in love, we do not judge. In love, we do not judge. We love them for who they are. And that could be with bedhead and bad breath. This show, I had no idea, you know, as we were going to be talking through this, just the memories that would be bubbling up to the surface. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this last one where Tony just said in all their glory. Um, so we got married in October. Oh, the, you're not going to tell this story. Oh, I already started. <laughs> you got it. The following 4th of July, Tony got, Tony got food. I'm pretty sure it was food poisoning. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever Tony gets sick and something attacks his stomach, he thinks he's going to die. Yeah, I mean, it was food poisoning. It we, was. We, okay. I remember that. He, he thought he was going to die. So we end up in urgent care, and I'm thinking, I, I don't know this guy well enough to take him to urgent care. I mean, it's for, and here, hold up. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's 4th of July. We're living in Palm Desert, California, so it's like 120 20, degrees. Yeah. It is like blazing hot, and I am as sick as a dog. I mean, And we're so frugal, sick. we don't turn on the air conditioning. We're just in the apartment with yeah, all well, the shades had, I mean, we barely had any money to live back then. And so I take him in, and the urgent care doctor is like well he's gonna need suppositories and i'm like are you kidding me and i'm going what are those because <laughs> i had never even heard of this before and i'm at this point in time i'm what 24 ish uh, yeah 
And so the doctor's like, well, you're going to have to be the one to do it because he's too sick. And I'm thinking, no, I, I, for better or for worse in sickness and in health, I did not sign up for this. Right. And I'm thinking once I learned what it is, I'm going, are you kidding me, doc? Like my wife is going to have to put this into me. No, 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 no. no. And, and he's just like, listen, <laughs> listen, dude. She needs to do this. You need to get well. And this is the quickest way for you to to get better. And I'm going, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. My new bride is going to be. Yeah. So in sickness and in health, sometimes happens really fast after the I do. And it's not pretty. And you Mm-mm. just, you know, grit your teeth and go, this too shall pass. And, you know, here we are 18. I mean, laughing, but I haven't thought about that story in years. I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, so moving on, other things we wish we'd known. Uh, boundaries, especially with your family, are critically important. Yep. Setting up that definition of you as husband and wife, as you as the central primary relationship. We didn't know this. Um, We live very close, relatively, hour. I think at any point in time, we've been between an hour and two hours from Tony's family Mm -hmm. here in Southern California. And when we first got married, Tony's family got together probably on average once a month. This is all the aunts, all the cousins, uh, just everybody was in everybody's business. And there really wasn't a clear delineation once you went from dating to married that your status had changed and that you could kind of have your own life. And it wasn't until we finally got to the point where we're just like, okay, we're we're struggling here. One, one, um, one real quick thing. Episode 157, How to Deal with Your Parents and Your Marriage. Okay. That's a show that we had did. Done. That, that we had done. <laughs> we had did. <laughs> we had did. Uh, that we had done on this specific topic. So yes, episode 157, How to Deal with Your Parents and Your Marriage. So we'll kind of summarize that for you yep. today. But we actually, we actually moved away. We moved three states away from Southern California up to Spokane, Washington, to define our marriage. And I'm not saying that everybody's got to do that, but you have to, both the husband and wife with their respective parents have to be the ones to say, this is my now my primary relationship. I will always be your child. Mm-hmm. But when I took those vows, my husband or my wife became the primary earthly relationship. That means that mom and dad, you don't get to chime in. I mean, you can, you can say what you want, but we're going to make the decision as a couple. And we're going to decide what things we're going to do as a couple. And yes, maybe that means that we spend the holidays with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. Or we have to take turns. You're going to have to deal with that. you know. And it's not just these family relationships that need boundaries. You need to put boundaries around your friends and around your other obligations. You right. can't be so busy doing for everybody else that at the end of the day, you have zero energy for your husband or your wife. Yep. Been there, done that. Got the cranky husband to prove it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I have in years past overcommitted myself to all kinds of, I think people need me activities. And that just pulls you away from your marriage. So pull, put, making those boundaries, again, listen to 157. That will give you more on the parent side. But boundaries... You know, those come around to everything. If your marriage is important to you, that's what you're going to do. 
you're going to say no to others so that you can go yes and say yes to your spouse. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have preached upon for a long, long time here on the show. You know, you're going to say no to a lot to say yes to your spouse. I, I think we mentioned it in our first book, Stripped Down, 13 Keys Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. That was, you know, the first chapter from the top down. You know, what are your priorities? You know, God, your spouse, kids, work, other activities. Right after God's your spouse. So you're going to have to say no to a lot to say yes to your spouse. And if you want your marriage to work, you're going to have to do that at times. Mm -hmm. Which leads us to our next one. Oh, no. That would be the next one after that one. Um, (laughs) Sex is not always going to work the way you want it or expect it to. And we talked about this last week. Mm -hmm. You know, being interrupted. Sex doesn't always work out the way you want it to. I'm going to say to those of you who are engaged and about to get married, that first night... When you're going to have sex together after the wedding, it's not going to be the greatest sex. It's for just, some of you. I mean, for some of you, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm not going to say for everybody, but I mean, I can barely, I can't even remember that evening. I really cannot. I can remember some of the stuff that Elisa and I have done like four years ago, though, because it's been so amazing because we've learned who we are. And honestly, sex isn't always going to work. And that is tough to hear. It's tough to hear because that is a big part of why we get married. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that consistency, I will say, that we have a partner there to be sexually intimate with, that we can bond with, that we can grow deeper together. For those of you who had sex prior to marriage, you know, you know what it's like when it's just one person after another. There's no, there's nothing there. You're giving a part of yourself to somebody who you may never even see again. And I can raise my hand to that. Uh, believe me, I, I've been there in college and before I met Elisa. So here's the thing, though. Sex can be amazing. Can truly be one of the most amazing acts you two do together. And it takes time. And an understanding that not every time you're ready to go insert penis into vagina, it's going to be fireworks. There are times when it's like sparklers and it's, and it's a dull sparkler. It's kind of like that lighter that you can't quite get to light sometimes where you're just like, I think I can. Yes. I think I can. And nothing. Right. And, and that's okay. That is part of the process of growing together in your marriage and understanding that and being able to talk about it. And again, last week's show, we talked about being interrupted and how that can impact, you know, that sexual intimacy and the mindset and all everything that goes with that. So there's always the next time. Mm-hmm. And that being said, I wish somebody had told us that we were going to have to invest in our marriage, that we were going to have to work on this thing because I, I don't know if it's, I mean, we've been doing this for so long that, you know, prior to this, I, rem- I we didn't know what we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I'm so glad that this gal wrote us and said, what advice do you have for, for newlyweds or newly engaged couples? And, you know, I wish somebody had told us 18 years ago or actually probably, you know, 19 years ago when we got engaged, it, you're going to need continuing education. You're going to need to daily make the effort. You cannot coast in your marriage. 
because if you get into this coasting phase and you're not actively growing, seeking new information, working with coaches, that type of thing, then you're, it's going to, the bottom's going to fall out. Mm -hmm. We've been there. We've been there where we didn't know what to do and we didn't actively seek any resources to, to fix it. And the bottom has fallen out and we've had to rebuild from the ground zero. So, you know, if you find yourself in a place where you don't even know how to invest in your marriage anymore, you know, hop on a, a consultation call with me, a coaching call. You know, if you're listening to some of these and you're like, ooh, we didn't do that and we're kind of upside down or left instead of being right or wherever, join me for a 30-minute call. Just go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 30 minutes. We can talk about what's going on in your marriage. Because if you recognize that something's not quite right, what I tell all my coaching clients is it's always better to try and to work on it when things are just a little bit off than to wait for them to be like, Way off. Way off. Yeah. Way off. Um, and, and daily, just keep a focus that you have to invest in this primary relationship. Now, the next one, um, this is this is a big one. And this is one that I'm telling you, if you get nothing else from this episode, don't keep secrets in your marriage. Right. Because the truth will always, 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 always come out. Somewhere, somehow, some way. Period. I'm telling you guys, I mean, I, I use General Petraeus. He was the uh, former director of the CIA. I use him as my example whenever I talk to people who are keeping secrets from their spouse. Because mm-hmm. here's a guy who had every advantage to being able to keep secrets. Uh, you know, spy gear, top secret, clip, all this kind of stuff. And guess what? His affair came out. Any secret that you're keeping from your spouse, financially, relationally, uh, emotionally, whatever it is, I'm telling you, they're going to find out you're much better off and it will save you a lot of time and energy if you don't keep secrets Mm -hmm. from the person that you married. You shouldn't keep secrets as a general rule, but definitely not with your spouse. Get in the habit now. I mean... If you're engaged and you're about to get married or you're dating seriously and you're looking to get engaged, now is the time to be honest and open because you need to do it. Trust is a huge, huge piece of marriage. Mm -hmm. Being able to trust your spouse is huge. It allows you to let go mentally of so much. When you know your spouse is telling you straight and for you too, to live honestly and openly and transparently. So you're not having to make up stuff Mm -hmm. to hide stuff. It's not a good place to be. Well, case in point, I had a, a, somebody took advantage of the complimentary coaching call Mm -hmm. last week. uh, And I was talking to this guy and I said, does your wife know that we're having this conversation today? And he said, no, I don't think she'd be, um, I don't think she'd be happy with the, the fact that I was like trying to seek out help. And I said, I'm going to give you a friendly little piece of advice. It is better for her to have, to find out from you that you made this phone call than for it to come up, you know, months, years down the road. And then she starts wondering what else 
has he kept from me? Mm-hmm. It plants that seed of doubt. And so he, he said, okay, you know what? That makes sense. And so he messaged me later that night and said, I took your advice and I told my wife that, you know, we had, I took advantage of the complimentary coaching call and she was actually very appreciative that I was actively seeking solutions for this area of our marriage. Mm-hmm. He, he squelched any possibility for doubt by stepping up right there. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And lastly, have fun. Continue to date. Try new things. Say yes to something adventurous. Go out there and enjoy your marriage for all it is. You know, that is one thing that I think many of us forget is that marriage is exciting. And being exciting and fun is allowing us as humans, as children of God, as a child of God, to go, it's all right to just laugh at each other and with each other. And just to have fun. It doesn't always have to be so serious and and dry. You know, it, it's amazing what can happen when you just let go a little bit and not have to sort of corral everything in. And we've had that in our marriage where, you know, it's like we have to be serious because now we're married and we're older. And you know what? No, we can just have fun with each other. And we can laugh and we can run in, in the sand and fall down and get picked up, you know? So... Wow, this was a fun one, really. (laughs) Those are our sort of, hey, this is what you should know. If, you know, these are the things that I wish I would have known before getting married. And for those of you who are married, hey, these are things that you can talk about with your spouse today and go through them just like Elisa and I did together here and learn a little bit about each other. Learn, talk about, reminisce. What have we learned? What can we learn more of and move forward each and every day? Folks, we love you guys. We love you guys. And we hope that this show will allow you and your spouse to connect in a way that maybe you haven't in a while. And for those of you who are engaged or in that long-term relationship, we hope this show opens up your eyes to what you should know and what you're getting into. Because it's something fun. It's something exhilarating. And it, you're going to do it with this one person. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing journey. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And we'll see you next week.